to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 264. We are at podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And I just actually ran off that full intro without having to look at the one, the one note notebook. I'm actually remembering remembering shit. Woohoo! It only took how many years? <laughs> Five? <laughs> Maybe? I believe? I think? <laughs> shit. Oh. You'll Lord. get there. Yes, e- 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 eventually. Keyword B, eventually. It's important to have life goals. Mm, I suppose so. And um, we're kind of, right now, me and Mako-chan, we're kind of going back and forth in the chat, in our little Skype chat, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I actually started sus- thinking quite suspicious about that for a split second. Yeah, we're we're discussing um, NCIS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And uh, I'm just reading Twitter, and then all of a sudden, uh, Michael Weatherly says, "Oh, by the way, I'm watching the other, uh, the episode with Coat." I'm like, "Really, Cody? That's so cool." Mm-hmm. I was surprised, but I'm like, "You don't think maybe? Nah, nah." Then again, anything is plausible. Oh, God. Um, as always, we are live tonight, week of May 17th, 2016, here on the Vogue Network. We're here uh, Tuesday night, 3 p.m. Eastern, with Encore Presentations Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, chat clients such as Merck, XChat, and Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. Chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash network. You can go there, and there is an IRC link. If you click on it, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. The bar is open. Enjoy your drink. Drink responsibly. Um, check-ins are open, so check into the podcast, earn some points, and get the things going on the leaderboards on the forums. And every week, we post our episode synopsis of our episodes. So if you can't get to us via the chat room, Skype line, or email... Just let us know in the forums what you think of the episode. We'd like to hear from you. And we're going to go around the room. Uh, let me open up this one here. We're going to do uh, How Was Your Week? How Was Your Day? Let's kick things off with Ichigo. Well, uh, this particular week was pretty uneventful. Um, I ended up being really sick with a cold, and so I was basically KO'd all last week. I couldn't really do anything. Um, so that was exciting. So much the excite. Um, otherwise, I'm ramping up for Animazement next weekend. Not this coming weekend, but next weekend. And then an anime cosplay photo shoot this weekend. So, a lot of stuff going on. Um, that's basically how I'm spending my next few days. I'm hoping that I finally kick this cold eventually, but we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. And please feel get do get better. Thank you. And remember, if you're not well in the next couple of days, chug a bottle of Robitussin. You'll feel better. 
I feel like that's a bad idea. Uh, I wouldn't say that now. <laughs> as, uh, as long as you don't mix it with tequila like some people. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Alright. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, work, 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 work. Clovercon. Work. And then we went to Tom and Chi. And don't forget, I'm sorry. And don't forget the part where we had the, the post-con wrap-up at, um... At Moe's. Yeah, but I figured we would talk about that. Oh, I know. Later. I know. But yes, I introduced my mother and cousin to Tom and Chi today. And, and they... it was tasty, tasty, tasty things. And they liked it? Of course. Wonderful. Alright, cool. My week and day has been interesting. Um, a few weeks ago, I decided to stop wearing my my Google Watch, my G Watch, and my Band 2. I got tired of wearing two smart watches, so I have decided to go ahead and sell my G Watch. And normally, when you resell stuff, you tend to you lose money on it. You paid, you bought it somewhere at this price, but to get rid of it after a while, you have to sell it for X amount of money. I believe I actually made. Like a four dollar profit off of reselling my watch. <laughs> no, I bought it clearance price for like seventy bucks at Target last June or July. It's going for sale used for around ninety bucks on Amazon. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just sell it for seventy. I didn't have it up there a week. I just got to drop it in the mail first thing tomorrow morning before I go out. Nice. And then... I got my Facebook suspended for three days. Tsk, tsk, tsk. Yeah. If you follow me on Twitter, I posted to a blog on my on my personal website about how and why my, my Facebook got suspended for three days. It's there. I just can't post or read updates. It would have been nice I could read updates, but not post, you know. That would have been nice. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I have been catching up on, like, my photo editing and television. I started watching this show on Amazon Video called... The Guy at the Gate. I, no, that's not the name of it, but... All I know is... It's an alternate reality uh, series based off of a book where what if the Allies lost World War II and the United States is split down the middle, half belonging to Japan as the Pan-Pacific States and the remaining belonging to Germany as the Pan-American Reich. It's quite chilling and interesting. I'm like three episodes in, so I'm definitely um gonna um keep watching and see how it goes. I is this the name of it? No, that's not the name of it. I'm up here trying to like quickly search it on Amazon, you know. 
see if I can find the name of it, but eh, it don't matter. I'll probably end up finding out the name of it later anyway, so, you know. Alright, alright. I guess we kind of had like a short, short breakdowns of our days and weeks, huh? Mm, not a whole hell of a lot going on, actually. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not so bad. I get that, you know. That's it. That's the name of the show. The Man in the High Castle. And it takes place 20 years after, after World War II. And it's actually quite good. It's not for everybody, but Jesus Christ, it's, it's good. All right. Um, let's see what's going on in the chat room at live.vognetwork.com. There's talk about custom Doom PC, coffee, uh, people just showing up, welcome to the show, and all that good stuff. I think we're good. All right. We're going to go ahead and um, take our first break. And when we get back, we're going to get into the... Um, tonight's interesting news and the review of CloverCon 2016. What? Yep. And next year, Ichigo, you're coming with us. Wait, where am I going? What What happened? A, pl a, pl I'm... a place that's a fate worse than death. New Jersey. Oh, God. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping that I'll still be able to do a lot more traveling and as long as my business gets better... Hopefully, I'll have enough money to facilitate all these things. So, I'm really excited. Contact, I'm looking forward to it. You can contact me about doing a panel about Lolita. I, I could indeed do a panel about Lolita or armor building or badass cosplay stuff. So, I will look into it. There you go. All right. Awesome. So, um, we'll be back.
right, Mako Chan. I could actually thank you for that for that opening for that um first break track. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause um, do you remember the 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 uh the Steven Universe video that you posted on your Facebook? Yep. And I said I and I said I heard that song before and. I actually went back to the source. It was the opening from Hunter x Hunter Departure. So I went and I pulled the entire soundtrack. So it's actually really good. All right, let's go ahead and kick things off. Let's talk about the small little big convention that I like. Clovercon 2016. I think this is like what our third time going. Uh, I think so. I know that we didn't get to go to the first one. Right. And then I saw it pop up on Facebook when they were about to do the second one. And I suggested that we go because, you know, local convention and supporting all of that. So we went to that one. Mm -hmm. I know that we went to the third one, which was Michelle's first one. Right. Um, I think we also went to the fourth one. Yeah. We skipped last year. Mm-hmm. And then there was this one. Yes. Or maybe last year was the fourth one. This might have been their fifth one. Uh, I think this is their sixth one because the fifth one, they didn't have the photos up for that yet. Then, yeah, we missed the first one and we missed last year. So this is our fourth one. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I like about CloverCon, it does remind me of how when I started going to conventions in the beginning, how, how they were ran. So this is something that's, that's a definite plus for me. And also, if you're new to conventions, we've always said, always go to the small conventions. Because generally the medium to large ones can be a bit of a sensory overload. You get caught up into a lot of things, and that's something you you really don't want to do. Um, let's see. We got there about what eleven thirty ish, give or take. Uh no, we got there about ten thirty. Oh, ten thirty. Okay, that's even better. Yeah. Um, first, what pet? I'm trying to remember. Um, we. We went to the Pokemon uh, party panel, which was a series of Pokemon-themed game shows. That was pretty cool. Yeah, they only had um, they only had time to do basically half of the panel. Mm-hmm. So their full panel is two hours. The first hour is you know your basic ex- explanation of Pokemon and going over you know the games and the series and all of that fun stuff and then the second hour is them playing the games mm-hmm. so because they only had an hour to do it they just cut out all the explanation and went directly into the games and that was pretty fun i mean you had one that was like classic concentration where you're matching the evolutions mhm yeah it started off where you're ma- you're just matching pokemon um and then you've got Team Rocket squares up there, or you have Ditto squares up there, so you've got to try and, you know, the Ditto is basically wild. And then it goes into the next one, which is um, the Evolutions. <sighs> mm-hmm. 
and then they did uh and then they did the trivia okay and I like- yeah so I mean they were they were giving out prizes and trying to get the entire audience to participate by handing out little tickets instead of just you know somebody raising their hand and them picking who would come up to participate mm-hmm. everybody got a ticket and if their number was called they had the option if they wanted to come up to participate to uh come up yep and i like that the pokemon theme games shows were based off of classic game shows like Concentration, The Joker's Wild, because I believe they got that from Grego's game show, because he's the one that runs a lot of these, um, the, the game shows at various conventions on the East Coast. Um, I think they actually fully got it from Grego. Yeah. When, because I know he stopped doing some of his games and basically uh, allowed others to adopt them. Mm-hmm. So who better to adopt the Pokemon theme game show than one of the voice actresses for Pokemon? Da, 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 da. Yep. Okay, so then after that was the anime parliament panel. I didn't check that out because, I don't know, I went around to take pictures. The anime parliament panel is sort of like you have the opportunity to bring anime, gaming, manga character on trial for atrocities. And they find if they find them, the character guilty, what they could do to punish said character. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting panel if you've never actually gone to it. Mm-hmm. I definitely suggest finding at it finding it at a local convention and going yeah, there. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that you can find all of the past, uh, uh, trials on their website. I don't know the last time it's been updated, though. Yeah, you can find a bunch of them on YouTube, and I believe there is a West Coast expansion of Anime Parliament run by a friend of mine out there. Because it's a small convention, they don't re- they don't hand out badges. It's just little wristbands, which is cool. And upstairs is the gaming room where they had like three, they had I believe three consoles set up on one side of the room, a divider, and on the other side was tabletop gaming. And you had to wear a little badge to go up there, which was pretty cool. I think they they could have had like badges for press, but eh, it was us and uh, somebody from the local papers, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a lot of press end up skipping really small conventions yeah. like this, which I think is a shame, really. Yes. I mean, these conventions, you know, go back to when, you know, the anime conventions really first started and mm-hmm. started getting popular. It's basically just such a nostalgia bomb of feelings because there is no drama over cosplay there is no drama Mm -hmm. over you know who said what or who did what it's just a lot of people gathered together that enjoy the same thing sitting down and having fun yep And even the uh, the dealers from Artist Alley is pretty nice. And they have their, and they also have a, a cafe, and they call it Whack Donald's. And if you don't know what we mean by that, go watch Azamanga Dayo, Lucky Star, Ranma. Watch any anime where they're in school, and you see the quote-unquote Mickey D's that they go to. 
you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the cafe that they have for food, I believe is all food cooked by um, the cooking club or baking club or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's bringing in, you know, more of the more of the different clubs from the 4-H. But I know when they started, it was it was basic food. They had fried rice mm-hmm. and sodas, and now they've just got a whole slew of different foods, uh, different drinks. They brought in pockies and ramens, and they make uh, they make fresh bubble tea. So I mean, they're definitely expanding into other things as well. And it's always packed over there and there's always a line, but it runs, you know, pretty quickly, so it's cool. Is that that long of a wait? No. No, and the prices are very reasonable, so it's not like, oh, you know, we're charging an arm and a leg for it. No, I mean, you get a hot dog for two bucks or you get some uh, teriyaki noodles for four or five, some ri- uh, like a big plate of fried rice for four or five. The bubble tea was only three dollars. It's extremely reasonably priced. It's about the same price as you would pay going to like local like corner shops in the city and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing that they had was the was the cosplay catwalk. There, it's pretty much you know when you go to a convention after the masquerade they have the walk-ons. That's basically what it was, and that was pretty nice. Yeah, and basically, as long as you come in some sort of costume, um, you can participate with it. They've got a variety of different prizes for, you know, a variety of different categories. But, again, they're just there for everybody to have fun. It's not really a, you know, oh, well, I sewed this better than she did Mm -hmm. and I acted better than she did. It's just, you know, who went out and had fun or who was acting like the character more or, you know, who had the funniest costume, Yep. which was Jake from State Farm. <laughs> that was great. That, that was that was hilarious. But I mean, it's, it's that kind of convention. It's really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Everybody is, it's just fun and it's very chill. And, you know, they do have, like, tents set up outside if you want to hang out. And over in one of the fields, they actually, there was a, a giant um, volleyball set up. Yeah, they had volleyball set up. They had soccer set up. Um, there's some sort of maze set up that I didn't, again, Mm-mm. get to go to because it was raining and I wasn't going outside and flip-flops in the rain. Um, but... You know, even inside, they had a manga library, and while it was small, you know, it didn't need to be big for something like this. They had a viewing room doing um, streaming from what I'm going to guess is Crunchyroll. Yeah, they they showed Inuyasha and a couple of other titles. Um, They had the other room, which was doing other panels, um, smaller panels. I know that when I passed by there, they were doing a Steven Universe viewing. Um, and then their main panel room, they started off with, uh, I don't remember what they started off with. Um, but then it went into the Pokemon panel and then it went into anime parliament. And then they were discussing, um, 
I think it was um, uh, Tales, I, I guess, Ghost Stories from Japan. Yeah, Ghost Stories from Japan. And then it went into uh, the voice actors panel because mm-hmm. they had the voice of Jesse and James this year. So they got, you know, time to do their panel and do autographs. Um, somebody was doing a panel in one of the smaller rooms for um, life in Japan. Mm-hmm. And showing, you know, the different cultures in Japan. And while we think the cultures are pretty cool there, you know, the the actual Japanese people will look at those people like normies look at us when we're cosplaying. Yeah. So I know that they were giving out um, uh, USB flash drives that were shaped like sushi. Um, I did not. I, I did not know, see that one. Yeah, yeah. That's they. As long as you stayed for the panel, that's what she gave out. Oh, Ari okay. got one. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just. It's really, really cool. I had so much fun, and I always have fun at this convention. You know, I I, I enjoy the smaller conventions because it's more intimate. You get. You know, you get to see everything. You get to see everyone. It's not spanning an entire hotel where you've got to run from one side to the other just to make something Mm -hmm. because of time and you miss out on seeing all your friends. This is something that you can go to with your friends and have fun and just hang out the entire day and BS and still be able to see some... You know, some really creative kids. And while there are some adults cosplaying and everything, this is definitely, you know, they they tote it as a family-friendly convention because it's done by the 4-H club. So you get to see all of these, you know, the younger fans, the up-and-coming cosplayers working on their costumes. And it's just like we were doing when we were Mm up-and-coming, you know, hot-gluing things together just to get it done on time. And working on, you know, working on your own, doing your first costumes. So it's really cool to be able to almost step back in time and see what it was like when we first started. And see these kids coming up into it and getting so excited about being able to dress as these characters. Yeah. I would like to maybe next year get a lot of my more famous cosplay friends to come and check out the convention and, you know, just see these kids do what they got to do, you know, just be proud and just remember we all started there. And what was cool was I'm snapping pictures. There was this one girl who was cosplaying Ellie from Love Live. She actually remembers me from Castle Point because she was tracksuit knows me. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think the one thing that they really need to do for next year, though, mm-hmm. is they had two open ports for Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because they were open, everybody was using them, yeah. and it bogged it down horribly. Mm-hmm. Enough so that most of the vendors couldn't use their credit card machines. So I think next year they need to dedicate one of those lines and put a temporary password mm-hmm. up just for them. Yeah, because where the way the building is constructed, 
unless unless you have a um a hotspot like a signal booster with you when you walk in your signal goes to 2G or to nothing so and thankfully yeah, I I a, ended up um purchasing something at a table and luckily she had a friend there that you know was selling on the other half of her table yeah. so that she could actually she had to actually leave the building just to be able to use her credit card machine. Mm -hmm. So I don't know the people because I went to go and purchase something else and he had to actually call somebody over to take his phone out. So, you know, she just went out. She didn't know exactly what she, you know, she couldn't mess around with the phone or anything. So he lost a sale because he couldn't leave and take my card with him and scan it and, you know, do it out there because there was nobody there to watch his booth then. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely think that next year, one of those lines just needs to have, you know, a temporary password just for the day, just so just for vendor use. Yes. Because I think that would boost their sales then. Mm-hmm. Because, well, I saw, you know, I saw the kids and they had the money. The adults didn't think really to bring cash. I brought enough cash to get in. Yep. And then, you know, figured, oh, well, most of the vendors here will probably have a credit card reader. Or square, yeah. And, yeah. And most of them did. Unfortunately, most of them were unable to use it. Yeah, because there were times I had jumped off the Wi-Fi and got a decent 4G signal to check something, and then I flipped back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know one issue, some new people are going to come, and they're going to say that the convention is small. Well, it is all in one little building, so... Yes, it's small, but at the same time, it makes it very personal. More fun. This is an opportunity to chat and meet up with a, make a lot of new friends so yeah it's you're you're meeting up with you know your local friends I, I i don't know i like it not only because of that but because of you know everything goes back to the 4h club mm-hmm. they're you know it's a non-profit organization doing something to boost members or to you know, help to raise money, whatever it's doing. It's not like it's a bunch of, you know, people trying to make a profit, right. unlike some conventions. So, I mean, they're very personable. The people that run it are running around the entire time, making sure that everybody's having fun, that everybody's, you know, enjoying what's going on. They listen to complaints, unlike a lot of the larger conventions. They enjoy, you know, seeing everybody happy and excited. And it's not often that you get to see the people that are running this and, you know, that are running conventions and all of that and actually get to sit there and talk with them as if, you know, you actually matter, because I can't, I, I can't see, you know, the people running Dragon Con having time to just sit and chat with people for no reason. You know, even, you know, even smaller conventions like Zenkai Con. Mm-hmm. I know the con chair is run ragged the entire weekend. 
and she's happy and all of that, but, you know, she still has to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So it's nice that at, you know, this small convention, you can actually talk with the people that are running it and get a feel for why they're doing it and what, you know, what's going on and who's working it. So, yeah. Just because it's small doesn't mean it's bad. Exactly. So, if you're if you're local to New York, New Jersey area, come through, check it out. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I, this yeah, is what, it's yeah. it's about fifteen minutes from the New Brunswick train station. Um, pretty, it's a little bit past where Anime Next was. So, I mean, it's still in that, you know, in, in that area. That's where you would take mass transit type of thing. But you know, if you're looking for something to do that day, come out and enjoy it. Um, just beware that it's usually on the same day that Rutgers has its graduation. Yeah. So get there early. <laughs> and that's that's basically the long and short of it. Um that's well, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will definitely be back next year. I will definitely I be would back next love year. to be able to do a live podcast mm-hmm. panel. Which would be fun and entertaining, and yeah, it, that's that's something in the works. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And on my side of things, I am so glad y'all cannot hear what I'm hearing. Are the neighbors fighting again? No, I guess one of the kids is just stomping across the. One of the kids is stomping across the floor or something like that. I I don't know. Are you uh, sure it's a child and not like a raptor or perhaps a small <laughs> T-Rex? <laughs> uh, trust me, it's a child. <sighs> yeah. Alright, let's go ahead and get into um, some of our news articles. Um, Ichigo, why don't you go ahead and take the first one since this one is kind of right up your alley. Oh my god, I didn't know if you'd ask, Senpai. Oh, I was noticed. Thank you. Um, to quote <laughs> Stewie Griffin, you're welcome. You're welcome. Mm. So guys, um, for those of you who may not know, I do a lot of Maid Cafe-inspired stuff. And um, recently, uh, Japan had Maid Day, or Maid's Day. Um, so it's one of my favorite holidays in Japan, and it's super adorable. It's an actual Cosplay. holiday. Yeah, it's an actual little holiday. Um, cool. And <laughs> it's just a super cute day to be adorable and, and show moe in its purest form, you know. Um, so it's near and dear to my heart. Okay. Um, cosplayers, idols, waitresses, and bikini models dress up to celebrate Maid's Day in Japan. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, what? what? <laughs> the music made me think baby metal for a second. So no, I was trying. Okay, I was trying to find something from Kaichiwa Maid Summer. Mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> you should just play Band Maid. Yeah, it's just playing Band Maid. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> Yesterday was Maid's Day, and the gorgeous girls from Japan celebrated it in the best way possible, with lots of cute poses and photos. Japan has a day for everything. 
thanks to a combination of months and days, which pronounced together with a variety of Japanese, Chinese, and English readings, create words which sound similar to a number of well-known products, events, or activities. That's the story behind Honey Day, Hachimitsu Day, on August 3rd, um, because 8 is Hachi, 3 is Mitsu, Gomi Zero Day on May 30th, No Garbage Day, 5 is Go, 3 is Mi, and 0 is Zero, and even Onani, Masturbation Day, Lord. on July 10th, which O is O, Na is 7, Mi is 2, and E is 1. So <laughs> May 10th was also a special day. <laughs> With the alternate reading for ten or do, creating the word meido, making it the perfect day to commemorate Japanese maid culture. Fans and maids alike all had fun celebrating the day on Twitter with the hashtag Maid no Hi or Maid Day. And um, the article picked out some of uh, some really cute photos to to share. Um, they um, showed everyone from the bikini models of Japan uh, all the way to those who are gravure models and, um, you know, normal maids uh, that actually work in the maid cafes. So it was really adorable little article. I thought it was cute. You know what this article is, is missing? Um, the, the chick from Black Butler. You mean May Rin? Yes, May Rin, yes. I mean, I guess if I wanted to have posted my May Ren cosplay, that would have been the day to do it. <laughs> well, when this comes around next year, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you time so you can have it ready and post it. I know a lot of that is just, but actually, I've had my maid day. Mm-hmm. Otakon's maid cafe is starting to ramp up, so I've been having my meetings and stuff. So essentially, um, all the summertime is my maid day, so I'm celebrating it in the best way possible. Yeah, I can just see you just standing there in your maid outfit, training the new maids with your drill instructor hat on, with your arms crossed, you know? I can see oh that. Oh boy. <laughs> Our theme this year is nautical, and I've told them all that I'm going to be a sea urchin maid, because I'm totally Sundare all day. Sea urchin? Sea urchin. Like the little prickly thing that's like prickly on the outside, but on the inside they're supposed to be like a, a delicacy. So like... You know, like Sundare, so I'm like prickly on the outside, but oh, I'm like I really know. sweet on the inside. But I'm saying, your maid outfit's going to be themed to that? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to try and figure out something. <laughs> I think it should be that more like, it should be more like Mayorin, you know, if they screw up, you have the, the shotgun to hit them with the butt of it, like get it right, you know. That'd be more like Sebastian, though. <clears throat> uh, true, true. And as Dark Tetsuya asks in the chat room at live.bugnetwork.com, well, if the theme is nautical, couldn't you also go as a sailor? The fun thing is, guys, um, with the way that I do the maid cafe at Orkan, they actually all create, all of my maids and butlers create their own characters. So it's really exciting. And um, we actually have quite a few sailors. We have a sailor teddy bear maid. Um, and we have a seagull butler that's going to be part of our group and a selkie maid, which is one of the seal spirits um, from mythology. So we're going to have a variety of different characters um, for you guys to come visit if you come out to Otakon and you visit us at the Maid Cafe. Gonna be fun. Sounds like a real treat. Hmm. All right, uh, let's see. What else do we have here? All right. 
I guess I can go into this one, um, since um, Ichigo kind of kickstarted it. If it'll open, there we go. We even posted about this on our Facebook page a few days ago, too. Because, you know, every year, um, Merriam-Webster, they add new words to the dictionary. They consider a lot, but a couple of them get added in as part of our vernacular, which will lead into our open forum topic later tonight. But here's the thing. Merriam-Webster has noticed senpai for a possibility to add to the dictionary. So, last month, they added docs, microbead, TMI, and Hella. That's among 2,000 of the new entries that was added. Now, what, one word that they did notice is senpai, which is romanized as senpai. So, if you hear senpai and senpai, it's pretty much the same thing. It seems that the meme gained traction about four years ago on Tumblr. It got an additional boost when popular YouTuber PewDiePie began using the phrase in his videos on a regular basis. The question is whether more people will notice and use Senpai to the extent that Merriam-Webster approves its addition. One thing's for sure, as the article says, Senpai isn't in any hurry to notice us. I guess I'm okay with that. I mean... I'm still not too fond of the word otaku being in our vernacular, but eh, what can you do? It's okay, Senpai. I notice you. Senpai, do you even lift? <laughs> Bro, do you even pose? <laughs> Don't come to my maid cafe. You'll get served. Oh. Mic drop. <laughs> With Super Moe, customer service. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to happens. the slam this and shut happens. up and jam. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Can we continue? <laughs> that oh. one was going to happen. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so, um, speaking of drama mm. and idols. I know we have discussed the drama going on with Emmy Nita, who is the voice for um, Love Lives Hanukkah. Uh, Hanukkah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the rumor was that she, before she started doing voice work, was in. Um, adult videos. Mm-hmm. That is not true. It just happens to be somebody that looks like her. It's sort of like the same issue when people thought the Red Ranger was doing gay porn, and then a few people people were like, "No, that is somebody else." And mm-hmm. when they showed pictures years later, yeah, while that guy was doing gay porn, while the Red Ranger was actually doing um, work in Iraq. So yeah, yeah. He's also, I believe, a New York City. No, DC uh, EMT um, person. Tech. Yeah, so anyway, mm-hmm. um, because of this and it being idol culture, there was a lot of backlash. Um, 
unfortunately, that backlash means that there's also a lot of threats. Mm-hmm. So, the voice actress Emmy Nita's Nita Emmy No E-Musical Magic radio program announced last week that her next show, which is August 20th, will require bag checks and pat-down searches for all attendees. In addition, attendees are required to bring identification and are prohibited from bringing sharp objects, sprays, or other objects that could injure a person. Mm-hmm. Um, she's indefinitely postponed Eminent Night, which was her weekly Wednesday Nico Nico live stream. Um, and it's all because of the rumors of allegedly appearing in adult videos. Um, Tokoma Shoten's weekly uh, Asahi Gino magazine ran an article about Nita having appeared in an adult video on April 5th, and the rumors spread the night before the article debuted. Nita's agency issued a statement saying that Nita confirmed that the person featured in the various articles is not herself and denies the rumors. Unfortunately... Idols have rabid fans. Mm -hmm. So rabid. And a lot of those idols, whether or not the rumor is true, those fans will turn very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And some of them, because they are rabid, can get very overly emotional and physical. Yeah, uh, like so, going from marrying your waifu's pillow, body pillow figure to burning them or putting them in a blender, um, or even death threats and things like that. Because mm-hmm. fan so, culture is very extreme. Yeah, it, it's it's horrible that a rumor like this and mistaken identity mm-hmm. has caused somebody to have to get, you know, you know, fully protected now because of it so yeah um she's the voice of honoka in love live she's rika in dc3 Dakapo 3 and takoa in card fight vanguard g uh-huh. i i do hope that these rumors do settle down and dissipate soon you know because really do some serious damage yeah, I mean, the thing is, there are so many people in all cultures that will end up becoming so obsessed with something that they lose sight of everything else. Now, um, before we continue, I have a bit of some breaking news that happened to pop up on my uh, Twitter feed. And this is something we may be covering on on uh, Crystal Chronicles next week, maybe. They have re- they have announced the new cast for the next musical and the dates. Mm. Really? Yes, really. I did not see that pop up. Um, I I follow Miss Dream, and that's where. Oh it, yep. yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. If, if the colors are matching who they're supposed to be, who they got yes. for Venus kind of looks like uh, the girl who played Venus in PGSM. 
Kinda. I can see like a, a younger little. Ver- a bit of a younger version. Don't like what he got from Mars. Um, Alright, HGO, let me give you a copy of this just in case uh, you, so you can see what's going on here. Yep. Uh, the musical is it starts October 15th and it's running to November 6th three different locations three different theaters yeah I wonder if that's just three different theaters in Japan or if one of those is in China Mm, maybe but I noticed they got somebody uber tall from Makoto yeah I mean no she's actually hovering over them yeah, she's got like a good five inches above them. Mm-hmm. Well, she should. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. I think we'll see once they uh, actually get into costume yep. and get into the wigs and all of that. But one thing, though, I just I just noticed it's kind of amusing to me. Mm. The name of the actress that's taking the role of Usagi Tsukino. Is Hotoru? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I find that I, I, I find that kind of amusing. Mistress Nine has finally taken her place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and no, and no word that the person that they have for Makoto just has one name, mm. meaning that she's either an established actress of some sort to only have one name or feels that she doesn't need a last name (laughs) maybe a girl has no name she could be the next Sade eh 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 no (laughs) okay alright um Yes, I'm gonna go ahead and pull up the pull open the uh, next story as soon as it opens up here. Da, 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 da. Wonderful, wonderful. And while this is going, I'm also trying to open up uh, the, the 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 information about Sailor Moon in another browser and have that shit auto translate. Mm. Good. All oh, that's going now. There is one hell of a moe boom if you notice by range of figures and anime series and games and so forth but here is something that's quite interesting over in China there is a social game that turns historical figures into moe girls if you think of Hitalia maybe maybe okay um, let's see how's it going here there is a the Chinese social networking game is called Meng Wang EX, better known as Moe King EX. It's nonetheless raised the eyebrows of a few Japanese netizens for its take on great political and military leaders of the past. Mostly, it it includes one of Japan's staunchest adversaries, North Korea's dictator Kim Jong Un. And I'm looking at it; it looks interesting. You have. Kim Jong-un, Adolf Hitler, Napoleon, Vlad the Impaler, Julius Caesar, 
Zhu Di, um, emperor from the Ming Dynasty. Zhao Qingjin, founder of the Song Dynasty. And is evidently uh, has a thing for lightsabers. And they all have boobies. Yeah. Well, except for uh, the lightsaber girl. Yeah. To me, it's a lot like uh, how they personified, you know, airplanes or cars into female creatures, basically, into to oh. basically the uh, the humanoid version of everything. Sort, yeah, sort of like Kantai uh, Collection or um, the, like the OS Tan figures and uh, OS Tan characters and so Strike forth. Strike witches, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. Or like the one where it's the they they have tanks that were little girls and stuff like that. I think a lot of that is just the Japanese aesthetic or the 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 aesthetic of moe to make things more cute mm-hmm. and more um palatable in a way like easier to to view or to enjoy even as like mildly offensive or heinously offensive as it is well um, well if you think about it, the guy who created Hitalia, he drew all of the countries as characters that was his way of him remembering history so yeah mm-hmm. yeah i totally understand like i understand that there's a certain way to personify things to help you remember or to help you uh, better understand different cultures um but at the same time like i don't know if Either well, one it can also be seen as like sexualizing mm-hmm. these these leaders, um, or like cars and stuff, which is already done. Like people already call their cars he's or she's or whatever. So it, to me, it's it's just it's a silly parody poking fun, and I I mean I'm sure it's not meant in complete offense, but I'm sure that there are some people that don't think it's quite as moe as as the article leads it to be. Yeah. Um actually if I'm not mistaken as I as I'm reading the article here there are two other uh Japanese titles that pop up that in this similar faction style as anime such as The Ambition of Oda Nobana and Kohime Muso. Hmm. I've never heard of these two titles. I don't think either one of them have seen a US release though. Not sure. I know there's quite a few of them that don't see U.S. releases, though. Yeah, I'm look. Yeah, I'm looking at one. I'm clicking on one link here. Um, Kohime Muso, that that saw a release here in the states by Sentai Filmworks. That one made it. That one's like a play on Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and Ambition at Oda Nubana is basically Noah Bunga's Ambition. Which is actually streaming on Crunchyroll at the moment, and I believe it's also available on DVD and Blu-ray. Yep, also by Sentai Filmworks. But that $70 price point, it can kind of stay on the shelf. Alright. What do we have next here? Aha, okay. I guess maybe Mako could take the next one and Ichigo could take the last one. Okay. Because I know Gundam is all you. Alright, so um, it was revealed in a press release this past Thursday that Adult Swim 
And the Toonami Block have acquired Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. So, yeah. Um, the 25 episodes premiered in Japan in October and ended in a teaser that it would return this fall. Uh, Hulu streamed the series as it aired. Crunchyroll and Funimation streamed new episodes one week after they aired. And Sunrise is producing the dub with Bang Zoom Entertainment. So expect to hear a lot of familiar voices in that one, kids. Mm. But, yeah, at this point, I'm not seeing anything about when... Obviously, if they're still working, if they're still working on the dub, it's going to take a little while. But uh, yeah, it's acquired, and I guess as soon as the dub is set, we'll begin airing. It will probably be September, if I'm guessing. Um, I I spoke to a friend of mine, uh, Mario. We've had him on the show previously. He is a big Gundam fan. He's one of those who could tell you which series is good, which one is not, and so forth. He actually says this series is really good. It's a bit of a slow starter, so watching it now, it's a good thing, so you can watch episodes right behind each other. He says, by episode three, you're going to definitely know if you're going to enjoy it or not. Just so you know, the only reason why um, you hear... The theme from Gundam Wing in the background is A, I don't have anything from Iron Blood Orphans, and B, this is Mako-chan's jam. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, I'm looking through... Uh, oh, nice. They're bringing Samurai Jack back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm looking through this, and not seeing any actual dates uh yeah so they got Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans Hunter x Hunter and Dimension W mm. so those will all be going on Toonami including the uh Fooly Cooly update yeah so excited yeah so at least there's uh, a couple of new anime coming to Toonami that aren't going to suck. And I'm okay with that. And let's see. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai will still be playing. Inuyasha will still be playing. Naruto Shippuden will still be playing. One Piece will still be playing. Uh, and Samurai Shampoo will be coming back. Nice. What? No Cowboy Bebop? No. Mm. They're still sick from uh, the food poisoning of the lobster, you know. Yeah, yeah, so it looks like at least uh, Toonami will be pulling in a couple of new a couple of new shows, but this looks like they're pulling it in specifically for Tsunami and dubbing it. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of pretty cool. I'm, I'm actually looking at the um, the translation for the, about, about the new music, Sailor Moon musical. Yeah, Google needs to actually work on their translation just a little bit better. Just a scotch. 
Especially when you translate Sailor Jupiter's actor's name as actress's name as Maple. <laughs> you know. All right, Ichigo, it's all you. Yeah, we're gonna talk about some Voltron. Yes, it's I, gonna be awesome. Yes, I am from that generation that got up at six o'clock in the morning, dating myself here, to watch Voltron on regular TV back in the day. Now I know we talked about this a few months ago. For those of you who uh, know um, that Voltron is is reimagining themselves basically, and they're teaming with Netflix and um, and stuff to show basically be a Netflix exclusive. Um, program where they are the uh, <clears throat> they're basically going to have it on the Netflix service uh, by June 10th of this year. So the executive producer of Joaquim Dos Santos and executive producer Lauren Montgomery and writer Tim Hedrick um, they work together on Avatar The Last Airbender uh, and The Legend of Korra if you know those obscure brands um they announced their cast uh at their last panel at WonderCon in los angeles in march um steve yoon is going to be keith uh jeremy shada is going to be lance bex taylor klaus is going to be pidge josh keaton is going to be shiro um who was formerly sven in an earlier version of the script um tyler labine is going to be hunk kimberly brooks is going to be princess allura reese darby is going to be corin and then king zarkon is going to be played by Neil Kaplan. Mm. Um, the character uh, who is known as Sven, who is now going to be um, Shiro, is, he was originally on the Voltron television series as uh, Takashi Shirogane um, in the King of Beasts Golion and the original anime series that was adapted as Voltron. So um, Studio Mir is going to be the studio that's animating it. The serialized story will focus on the five teenagers of Keith Lance, Hunk, Pidge, and Shiro, and how they must defend Aris from King Zarkon's evil alien force. Uh, unlike the original series, though, the characters will have backstories and a purpose for going on the mission. The series will also have a princess who Montgomery, who Montgomery explained, will be more realistic and certainly not fainting at every little thing that overwhelms her. It was added that, in the story, not everything is solved by Voltron alone. Sometimes they need to beat something just as the lions, and sometimes they just do it themselves, fighting as men. Dos Santos indicated that the WonderCon panel, that the Voltron robot, will not necessarily appear in all 13 episodes of the first season. So that's kind of exciting to see that they're developing different plot points in different ways, and they're not just uh, resolving themselves to think of the the mecha as as the ultimate be-all, end-all. the series is part of an expansion of DreamWorks um, animation as they're trying to work with uh, Netflix in a multi-year deal and Lionforge Comics will publish a comic spinoff for the series. Uh, <clears throat> World Events Production Limited and the late Peter O'Keefe adapted the first Voltron television series from two Toei animations um, that were robot anime and it was King of Beasts Golion and the Armored Fleet Die Rugger, um, fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, both Golion and the first of Ultron story centered on young pilots um, who were fighting against alien conquerors, basically, and uh, the lions changed into a giant robot. Um, it ended up 
founding a franchise in a television series um, that were both produced outside of Japan. And uh, New Regency, a 20th Century Fox-based company, once negotiated with World Events Productions and Mark Godwin Company for a live action in 2007. I remember But that. they never actually ended up signing the deal. Um, and so they ended up having a 2008 lawsuit where the former Toei character designer Kazuo Nakamura might possess rights related to Goleon. And so that first series initially, um, it, it, it didn't work out. Um, they dropped the project uh, ensuingly, and the Variety Entertainment News source that reported it, um, they n- reported that there was later negotiations to try and pick up the project. Um, so in 2011, they opened the rights for people to make live action film adaptations and they ended up partnering with Atlas Productions. Um, they've really not worked on that project in a while. So we probably won't be seeing that um, for the next few years. Uh, Media Blasters released the first Voltron series in its English dub uh, on from 2006 to 2009. And uh, the original Japanese Beast King Goal Lion was uh, released in on DVD in 2008. So... I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be a really cool series. I really like the way Netflix has been doing a lot of their anime. Mm-hmm. I think the only one I've really been disappointed to with was Ajin, and a lot of that was just because of the the way the CG is uh, so drastic. It, it's it's kind of hard to watch because your eyes it it plays with your eyes in such a way that it gives me a headache if I watch over a long period of time. So every other show though that that I've seen, The Seven Deadly Sins was great. Netflix is doing a good job producing new anime and working with companies to have anime in a good quality um, that's being sent over for us. So I'm really, I'm really happy and excited. Are we talking CG bad as in Sailor Moon Crystal's first season and second season bad, or? Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it. Okay, so Sailor Moon Crystal, I could actually watch, but I didn't want to. (laughs) Um. And I, I actually, I like, I watched the first part of the, of the season, I think, up to... To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase, bath. The second season a little bit, and then I was just like, I can't. It just, it was too hard to stomach. I just, it was so lazily done, and it was just, it hurt to watch. And it made me sad, because I love Sailor Moon. Um, for those of you that know me, like, Sailor Jupiter, me and Mako-chan, like, we're, we're Sailor Jupiter sisters from another mother. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, it really hurt my heart to see what was going on with Sailor Moon Crystal. I mean, I, I love the fact that they're going back to the original story and everything, but it, yeah. The CG, it, it, it's it's almost like it, it's it's not even as good as Sailor Crystal's CG. It, it almost has this weird lagging effect in Ajin, and... Um, well, the storyline is kind of neat because it deals with humans with supernatural powers and how society alienates what's different. And it's really grungy and dirty and horrid. And it's good. Like, the story is good in that way. I love my horror anime. Mm. Um, it's just, it's really hard to watch. And I, I, it, it has almost an American feel to the style where the characters end up being much more blocky than your new traditional round anime that the moe and the sweetness and the very simple designed characters that are very popular now it kind of has a 90s feel so it's kind of grungy 
Um, it it's a good show, but it's really hard to watch visually. Mm. Um, but Netflix has been doing a great job. I mean, if it wasn't so hard to watch the CG, I'd probably be watching the whole series. Um, it's probably going to be one of those series where I watch it, but I don't actually pay attention to it. Like when I'm sewing on a cosplay or something like that, I'll watch it, but I won't actually, my eyes won't be focused on it. So I won't be getting a headache and stuff, but I mean, definitely check it out. If you can handle like <laughs> motion sickness <laughs> while you're watching an anime, I definitely recommend the storyline is, is amazing. Um, a lot of the stories that they're putting out now, if you liked Magi, the La- labyrinth of magic, you'll love seven deadly sins. Um, and things like that. So, you know, Magi is one of those series I never got around to watching, but it's one I do want to check it out. Yeah, it's on my list. I've seen a couple of episodes. I just have to sit down and watch the entire thing. Yeah. So I found out about it because I initially, I liked it and I had started reading the manga, but I hadn't really paid attention to it. And then a friend of mine was like, hey, do you want to join our cosplay group for Katsukon? Mind you, this was like a month before the convention. And I was like, okay. So I like crammed it in the. She was like, "You'd make a perfect Kugoku, like you'd make a perfect Kugoku, like a princess Ren, basically." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I watched all. Uh, I want to say there's like 27 episodes in both seasons in like a night and uh, a night and a half, maybe two days. And I was making uh, my dress the whole time for the character. So, yay! <laughs> Cosplay cramming. Um, but yeah, so it, it's a good series. I like it. Um, it's, it's very, it's, it's got a lot of funny humor to it, almost like Ranma. It, it's got that natural kind of humor, but it's also kind of very serious. It's got a lot of politics involved with it too, mm-hmm. because it ta- it's about the different kingdoms and stuff and the relationships and the bartering and the trading and the armies, military. It, it's really cool. You should check it out. Anyway, my two cents. That's a whole lot of two cents. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> or like two dollars. I'm, I'm yeah. okay with that. <laughs> okay. Um, now that we got all that out of the way, we're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. So you have any questions about tonight's show, our CloverCon review, go ahead and Skype us at Anime Jam Session. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraints. While we get that up and running, we're going to go ahead and go into the open forum topic. The open forum topic is where we post a question about a topic in the anime cosplay fandom. Um, if you don't want us to use your real name, please put a different name before you post your answer, and please keep it civil as well. Here is this week's open forum topic. Japanese words in the English Dictionary. After watching anime and reading manga, some Japanese words tend to stick to our regular vocabulary, and we use it as part of our everyday vocabulary and vernacular as well. So what words or words should we add to it? Kei-chan says that when she's at work, she's always singing songs in both English and Japanese, and one of the songs that she sings is Inori from Romeo X Juliet, which is a good anime. I have got to get the box set of that so I can finish watching the second season. Which most of us do not know is that it means prayer. But if you play and listen to the tune, you raise me up. I sing both of those back to back. So the word I pick is Inori. Okay. 
I mean, besides otaku, the one word that's kind of conditioned for me would be senshi. I mean, it's gotten to the point where you can use it instead of soldier or guardian. I mean, senshi just fits. What about you ladies? Um, I don't know what's actually in there, because mm -hmm. I know that they have started adding quite a few words from other languages, yeah. but if I had to pick, I would pick um, hentai and baka. I believe um, Merriam-Webster has a website. Let me put, see if I call it Merriam-Webster. Yep. They do. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as my word, while you guys are searching well, on Webster's, you, you um, I'd probably go with Desu. Mm -hmm. I think Desu <laughs> might be in there. Um, and if Desu's already in there, I'll probably go with Oishi, which means delicious. Okay. Um, hentai is not in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. It's probably an urban dictionary. Baka, yeah, but urban dictionary doesn't count. Yeah, I know. Uh, baka doesn't appear. But it or even sugoi, because I have heard a lot more people using sugoi pretty regularly, even just to you know proclaim things are cool. I don't know. But they do have what's called an unabridged dictionary, and the word baka bomb is in there. Go figure. <laughs> see um i'm looking up desu as we speak come on that reminds me of a story of mutual friend of ours did a cosplay from where that series is from and she when she was walking around there was a bunch of girls shouting that as she was walking around right behind her <laughs> i do not remember what series that is from Oh, uh, oh my god. I can't, I can't even remember the series, but I remember the character has different colored eyes, and she wears a green dress. I just... Uh, Rosin Maiden. Yes, Rosin Maiden, that's what it's from. Okay. My head is still really fuzzy from all the congestion, so I'm not gonna remember things. Alright, um... Is Desu in there? It's, the dictionary, I'm still, the dictionary hasn't even found it, it's still trying to search. So I just I broke the Webster's dictionary internet. Well, better you than Koi. When she's on the show, usually she ends up breaking the podcast. Uh oh. Yeah, I think one time we were on. Um, I ended up losing half the recording because it was dumping the recording to an external drive, and the external drive stopped working. Oh no! We were able to fix redo it the following week, but luckily I was able to fix the hard drive by replacing the um, power cord. That's good. I do not see Desu. Nope. I see Deuce. <laughs> and I see the drop deuces. One. Uh, so I guess somebody has to drop one then, huh? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then Oishi, I don't think is in there because Oishi is is like delicious. It's like a food manga thing. And then Sugoi might. Nope. 
Segoy is not nope. there. Okay, well, Webster's, you need to get on my shit and get these words in the dictionary because it's not like they're in the Japanese Romanji dictionary or anything. Oishi is not there, but Ishi is there as a bit. Is she? I S H I I, as in the biographical name. <sighs> Looks like the Skype line is quiet tonight, so I'm going to go ahead and shut that down. And now I think it's time for the part of the show that everybody looks forward to. Strange news from Japan. Alright, I'm going to have to... I, I, I'm going to have to take the first one, because it sounds like there's something that's right up my alley. Are you sure you didn't do it? Not this time. I only use my evil powers for good. Or if the price is right. Chaotic neutral. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, here we go. Junior high student shut down 444 school websites to remind teachers that they are incompetent. Now, why can't s someone do that to some of the s school websites here in the States? I mean, really. Mm. This month, an Osaka Prefecture Police um, pressed charges against a 16-year-old boy for a cyber attack in Japan, which is the first of its kind. Back in May, the police announced obstruction of business charges against the student, alleging he had launched a, DD, a DDoS attack against the Osaka Board of Education's server, which holds the web pages of all of those schools that we just mentioned. Although the student is in high school now, he was in junior high when this uh, happened back in November. According to the police, he said his own school environment is what motivated his actions, and I quote, I hate how the teachers talk down to us and never let us express ourselves. So I thought I would remind them of their own incompetence. It felt good to see them have problems. I did it several times. Wow. Police seized the student's computer and books on hacking. It's believed that he downloaded a tool which sent the large volumes of data to the Board of Ed's service, rendering everything impossible for a long period of time. Excuse me. He would then confirm the takedown by monitoring websites from his smartphone. Wow. He also told police he wanted to join the hacking group Anonymous that he didn't know schools other than his own would be affected in the attack. Both statements are ironic in that, as a minor, his identity remains anonymous and apparently he turned out to be an incompetent himself when it came to hacking. This incident would mark the first time in the history of Japan that a cyber attack was launched against a local government. And punishments in for this crime include a maximum of a three-year prison sentence or a 500,000 yen fine, which translates to about $4,600. But however, considering the student is a minor and the number of people actually affected, in other words, people who want to access the site during those times. It was likely in the high singles digits at the most, he ought to get off light. Wow.
Hmm. Yeah. At least this one wasn't an unemployed person. Well, technically he is unemployed. Hmm. Well, I mean, even if he has a side job being a student, I'm sure he doesn't have four thousand dollars, four thousand U.S. dollars or five hundred thousand yen or whatever mm. on him to pay for bail. And with today's generation, that's what the bank of mom and dad is for. Yeah, most of the time in those uh, instances, it's the parents that have to pay. Yep. Alright, who wants to take the next one? I kind of want the last one. Okay, right. I will take the next one. Go for it. So. Uh, it's taking a second to load, but I can mm -hmm. tell you it's a counter-terrorism unit was called on a senior citizen after he tried to reserve a parking space. So, it, yeah, I, not sure why someone would call counterterrorism on a poor little old man, but. Oh. Unfortunately, it seems like I might be having some technical issues, so it'll just be a second. I'm sorry, guys. Thank you for your patience. Get it together, computer. Get it together. I know. I, that's what happens when you have an old-ass laptop. Ugh. I really need to get a new one, but we'll Shikari. see what happens. Shikari. 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 <sighs> yeah, it's just not loading for me. I don't know why every other art- Ah, here we go. Here we go. Yay! I got it. Okay. Yes, we're- I don't know. We're going to boil my computer in oil later. Um, Kyoto counterterrorism unit called after senior citizen reserves parking space. Um, they're calling the incident another indication that Japanese- um, Governments are basically entering an unprecedented era of geriatric delinquency, and all in the name of convenient parking. On the 29th of March, a cleaning woman at the Kyoto City Hospital came across a strange box in the parking lot. It was made of styrofoam, had a rock on the lid, and beneath the rock was an envelope with a danger do not touch uh, message written on it in katakana. Um, which is Japanese, uh, like the the most aggressive form of, of the boldest form of writing. And despite the mysterious warning, the woman wasted no time in opening the box and found that it contained a clear plastic bag with colorless, odorless liquid inside, <laughs> which she notified security and turn in, who in turn contacted police, which is the smart way of handling things. Mm -hmm. um, treating this as a possible terrorist threat, uh, the police mobilized dozen of officers and SWAT team members. 19 fire trucks were also called in, along with nuclear, biological, and chemical counterterrorism units fully equipped with hazmat suits. Yeesh. Uh, the stretch of the highway running along the hospital was closed down as a precaution. However, after some initial tests, uh, they found that the substance inside the bag was not in any way hazardous, but they were left baffled as to why someone would do that. I would be too. So two days later, a phone call came in uh, with a man in his 70s who demanded, give me my styrofoam box back. And after talking, the police determined the caller was indeed the person who had left the box 
at the hospital days earlier. The elderly man, uh, he told authorities that he'd left the box two days before so he could get a good parking spot for his scooter when he'd visited. If he wrote danger on the box, then no one would mess with it. Obviously. <laughs> he explained to the police. Uh, with that, they dropped the charges since the man's intent was not to disturb the peace of workings of the hospital and let him off with a stern warning. Um, while his actions weren't deemed a crime, a uh, writer for the Sanke West... Uh, believe the natures of his actions were rooted in mischievousness Ooh. and an indicative of a growing trend in Japan in regards to criminal activity. Yeah, because geriatric mob bosses are a thing. Uh, they also cited statistics from 2015, which noted that the arrests of seniors during that first half of the year was like 23,656 people nationwide, which was about 4,000 more than the teenagers during that same period. So I think this would be a situation where the teenagers would turn around and shake their cane at the old people. Um, and it would be the, the first time an arrests would uh, outnumber uh, teenagers in, in the geriatric sector uh, since the record-keeping began. Um, they postulate that many elderly in Japan are acting out because... They are basically just reacting to stress from their daily lives. Uh, a 75-year-old man was arrested in March by the Hyoga police when he was caught strangling a first grader who told him, you shouldn't do that, when he saw the senior throw a cigarette butt on the street. Damn. I think we covered that one, I think. Sounds familiar. Uh, I think they we did. Yeah. They apparently range, like, crimes just range absurdly uh, from minor shoplifting, like we talked about last time with that Tata mag mm -hmm. and the take-me-homenessness mm -hmm. um, and uh, the self-immolation suicide by a 71-year-old man that claimed the life of another passenger. Um, but apparently there's a lot of rage and frustration simmering below the surface of the elderly population as it continues to grow. Um, and apparently will only worsen unless steps are taken to improve the quality of uh, life for Japan's aged, um, which is kind of sad uh, that it feels like the the elderly are feeling the need to... It's basically the crying child syndrome. It's it's the loudest kid, the, the child with the most screaming and the most crying is going to get the most attention. So it's sad to see that there are actually grown adults who have aged into their 70s and 80s who are feeling the need to, to do this, but at the same time, dang, really? Ugh, I don't know. That article was kind of a downer. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. Let's see if Mako-chan can bring us back into our comedic sense of value here. Oh, yeah. This is definitely comedic. Oh, God. Okay. Um, 1,400 melons were stolen from a farm. How the um, fuck do you steal 1,400 melons? On May 12th. The melons, which were ready to be picked, were valued at 700,000 yen, which is about $6,400. Um, 
the melons were stolen from a greenhouse somewhere between the evening of May 9th and the evening of May 11th because the greenhouse wasn't locked. There's also a theft of about 200 melons from a neighboring city worth about 120,000 yen, which is about almost $1,400. Melons are extremely expensive in Japan. Um, So yeah, so the comments are where, you know, the best part of this is. Um, Somebody asks, would that be a Melanie? Oh! And then, not to be melon-dramatic, this is obviously Uh. the work of a known water felon. And then everybody's saying that people uh, need to start locking things, and maybe the farmers need to start branding their melons... Um, Ooh, that sounds painful. (laughs) Um, Or just do what they've been doing to peaches in China and give them tiny little watermelon thongs. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, so they, they, yeah. Melons are extremely expensive in Japan. Holy crap. Didn't they, weren't they, like, back in the 90s, wasn't it, like, a big thing that people were talking about the alcoholic melons that they were growing over there in, like, the shape of boxes? I, or something? I, well, they do have, um, they are doing melons in the shape of boxes so that they fit into refrigerators easier. Those are even more expensive than regular watermelons. Yeah. But it's just, it seems that fruit over there is just really expensive. Um, strawberries have a habit of being stolen. Melons have a habit of being stolen. Um, yeah. No, it's okay. I totally found that out when we were in Kyushu. Uh, I tried, I wanted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, okay? And for Mm -hmm. us Americans, we're used to having, like, 20 different types of jellies and jams and peanut butters, right? Sure. And bread, of course. But the only bread that I could find that was like loaf bread was like breakfast bread, which in Japan is like the thickest motherfucking slice of bread you've ever eaten in your life. And then the only jam that I found was like a blueberry jelly thing. And then like the peanut butter was more like, uh, it wasn't even like peanut butter. It was almost like peanut butter icing. And it was the weirdest. It was good, but it was one of the weirdest peanut butter jelly sandwiches I've ever had in my life. Um, so, yeah, fruit over there is really, it was super expensive, too. If you guys know those tiny little, like, uh, the Briars like, sample, like, 99-cent ice cream, like, uh, packages, mm-hmm. that was, like, the size, but you were paying about, like, uh, I want to say about 5 yen for a, a little container that size of this blueberry jam or this peanut butter and it was, it, yeah, it was, needless to say, it was a ridiculous peanut butter and jelly sandwich cost. But yeah, fruit over there is super expensive. Now, I wonder if it's more that there are just so many people that want fruit, or if there's just so many people, period, and they don't have enough area to grow fruit. Like, not enough resources. I, yeah. I could definitely see that. Hmm. But yeah. 
That's that's it. I mean, how the hell do you steal that many freaking melons in the first place? You know, and nobody notices. That's got, that's a lot of freaking melon. You hide them under your shirt. Heyo. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that'll work for you know maybe three or four of them, not for fourteen hundred <laughs> of them. You keep walking back and forth. Two melons under your shirt. Well, I don't know. A very discreetly, maybe they had an inside melon. Um. Well, I know Mako-chan could get away with it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna get hit in the head for that one. Yes, you are. Yeah. Uh, it it, it probably it. had to do with not just the farmers forgetting to lock their doors, but I'm sure that there was someone who had to know their schedule, either a, a produce provider or um, someone who worked with them that probably didn't show up for work the next day because they were selling black market melons. I wonder if, like, I mean, I'm sure they cost almost as much as an Oregon. <laughs> Black market melons. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Dude standing with a trench coat and over there, like, I got this watermelon right here for you. Oh my god. <laughs> Meanwhile, you come to the States and just about every grocery store has them, and right now they're like three bucks for a melon, three bucks a pound. It eBay that shit. Mm -hmm. Maybe what it is, be be but you know, they'll eventually get the You know, maybe what it is is because of the, the population and density in Japan makes it more expensive. You know. Well, that's what we were talking about. We don't know well, if it's because people want them, so it's driving cost up because you know people want them, or if it's just that there's so many people, there's not enough land to grow it on. There you go. Well, also, I mean, everything over there is a little more expensive. Electricity is more expensive. Um, air conditioning is more expensive. Water is more expensive. So it, it it's all, I think, cost of living, if you factor in all the uh, characteristics of, like, costs for food and, and, and travel and stuff like that. Mm. Unless you're living out in the rural area with the farmers, farming the lands and stuff, you're still, I mean, even then, you're probably not making a lot of money but you're living in a lower cost area, so it factors out. Okay. Alright. Uh, I think we're done. So, we're gonna go ahead, play our last batch of songs, and wrap things up. Sounds good? Woot. Yep. All right, people, we'll be back.
yeah, another, I guess you say, semi-normal show that we pulled off. Eh? 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 Yeah. Awesome. Okay, um, let's see. I did say before there may not be a show next week, but there will be a show next week because next Wednesday I'm going to see Ear Aoi live at, uh, at the Gramercy Theater. That's going to be pretty cool. One of my many birthday gifts I'm giving to myself. I'm like, fuck it, I burned it. <laughs> yeah. So if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Then turn to tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if we tell you if we like it or hate it or whatever, we're just telling you straight up. If you have any questions about the show, uh, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up because we're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com uh, where we post all of our convention reports, links to our photos and videos and all cool stuff. Later this week, um, my Castle Point uh, review should be going up. It's been floating around in my head so I know exactly what to write down and type it up. That's going to be fun. Um, if you have a- issues accessing our website for our podcast, you can find us at Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV, where we post all of our convention videos. So you definitely want to swing by and check those out. Um, if you want to follow us on YouTube, you can find me at youtube.com slash S. You can find Mako-chan over at Jupe Luna, And you can find Ichigo at IchigoGami. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us here on the Twitters for updates on our website, conventions that we're going to, and other cool stuff that you might need to check out. Um, if you have, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at Twitter.com slash S. Mako-chan is at Jovedea. And you can find Ichigo at IchigoGami. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I'd like to say to everyone, thank you so much for all of your likes uh, on our posts, our photos, videos, everything. Those you continue to like our page and the content we put, we'll keep adding more. Um, you guys are awesome, so thank you so very much. If you want to interact with us via Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash S. You can find Mako over at Makoto Mako Chankino. And you can find Ichigo Gami over at Ichigo Gami. And don't forget, there are other awesome podcasts here on the VOD Network. You can check out the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pop Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Buoy, and Guys on the Show. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ichigo. Thank you again uh, for having me. It's always a pleasure. Um, I yeah, I really don't have too much planned for this week, but it's going to be fun this weekend. I'm going to go get some pictures and cosplay. There's a local community of photographers and stuff, so we're all getting together in a local place and taking a bunch of pictures and being derps and stuff, so that's going to be fun. Hopefully, as long as it doesn't rain on us again. Oh, my God. The Ellicott City um, shoot, right? Uh, not the Ellicott City shoot, but oh. there's one down in um, Alexandria down here in Virginia, oh. and uh, it's in the harbor. So it's like beautiful, like water backdrops and everything. I'm going as a One Piece character. I'm going as Nami, and my husband is doing Sanji because he's my love cook forever. One, and um, you mean One we're Piece just of gonna trash? get a bunch of dirt pictures, huh? You mean One Piece of trash? Oh yeah, we're One Pieces of trash. I can't help it. I'm pro pirate, a pro ninja. 
Uh-huh. You said you were a pro-pirate, though. Shut up! <laughs> that was a mistake. Uh-huh. <laughs> Last words, Mako. Um, I'm going to be in the city this weekend for a bachelorette party, and it's supposed to rain. Like, storm, not just rain. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. My last words. Um, going to visit a friend tomorrow, so I gotta pack my stuff for the crash over. And also, I found out why my the electricity bill here was so expensive, especially in the last seven months. The house next door was attached to our meter. What? Yes. There is three cables coming from their house over to ours. I wow. think they did that when they started doing the reconstruction. Wow. Is it the same house that was doing that weird wall that was blocking you off from access to your apartment? Yep. And by the way, they extended the house outward so there's no more backyard. Bag of dicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is somebody going over there to complain about them stealing electricity? Um, Con Ed's on the know because you know that is a state... That's a, that might, I, I know that's a that's a state offense, but I think that might also be a federal offense. Mm, that I don't know. Yeah, so Con Ed is currently investigating. That's good. So that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. It's been a long night. It's been fun. I got a lot of editing ahead of me. So I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Johnny. Say goodnight, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. And hail Lord Il Palazzo. See, Maka, why can't you be creative like her? Fight me. It's because I'm dying. (laughs) Alright, Hyatt. Good night, everybody. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!